As a mini-me to its cousin, the Great White, the salmon shark seems like an adorable football-shaped friend in the sea. But these seven-footers are no small fries. These sharks are born warriors, and they may be among the few true lifelong carnivores. Some fish are born lucky, but the salmon shark doesn't need luck. And that's what makes it strong in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home in the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about an Alaskan with a taste for salmon, but I repeat myself. More on that later. Mm. Getting cryptic there. Because all Alaskans like salmon. (laughs) Do they? Is that a requirement to live in the state? I think so. The salmon state. They put it on their license plates. It's like, it's what the bears like. And if bears or Alaskans, uh, Alaskans are nothing if not bears. <laughs> bears are Alaskans, <laughs> but also Alaskans are bears. It's um, it's equi- it's equivalency. But we're talking about the salmon shark, if you, not a salmon. I can't believe we haven't done the salmon yet. Yeah, but no, we're doing the salmon shark. Um, also known as the salmon eggs. Uh, and Mr. Tummy Temps or Professor Tummy Temps I don't know it depends on whether he's teaching at the university or not right but let's taxonomize this since it's not a salmon it's a shark we're back I mean we had like shark week happened and we did not do a single shark I don't think we've ever done a shark on shark week and then uh, a little while ago, I was like, you know what? Sharks are really cool. And we've done like two sharks. <laughs> and so now we've got a bunch of sharks in the pipeline. Then that pipeline is really clogged with sharks. <laughs> it's gross and it smells bad and it's dangerous. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we're doing another shark. Which is like, and, and we got more, because the more I the, the more I watch shark videos on YouTube, the more I'm like, oh, I want to do that one. That one's cool. Um, <laughs> but this one's yours. So you found the salmon shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's taxonomize this. The kingdom you, you know, love, and are in that kingdom is Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. The class. It's a cartilaginous fish, not a bony fish, so it's in chondrichthys, not actinopterygy. Uh, the order is Lamniformes. The family is Lamnidae. The genus is Lamna. I think you're seeing a pattern here. 
Uh, and then this species is Ditropus. So the nomenclature is Lamna Ditropus, which brings us well, to what? I was just going to ask. I have one question. Is there a quiz about it? There sure is. I'm so happy you asked uh, because that brings us to nitty gritty nomenclature since we're doing so many sharks. We got to use nitty gritty nomenclature, um, which works out because uh, this one was uh, easier to find than others. I did not have to deconstruct the the individual uh, sections of the words and the uh, prefixes and suffixes in order to to piece together the, the meaning. Um, so, Joe, what does lambda ditropus means? And plus, this is good. Nitty-gritty nomenclature is good because it fits with the fact that this is life, death, and taxonomy. We're talking about the taxonomy. Uh, and it's... So, maybe it is a more appropriate quiz than critter groups but terms of entry are it's still i still like learning terms of entry more than anything um this so lambda ditropus doesn't mean a salmon shark b dual keeled shark c streamlined shark or d Double-backed shark. Dual-keeled shark, final answer. You are correct. Yeah, double-backed is just... Double-backed made me... Th that's just the rewording of the of the right one. So I was like, ooh, I, want, I think it's that. Yeah, I did, uh, I did this part last, and I was like, oh, man. What do, how do I confuse him with dual-keeled and... I did not get around to coming up with better options. So, enjoy your victory. Dual keeled. And the, plus, that's it's not one of those things where, like, there's with the, the term of entry where I can just make up words and stuff like that. Uh, I have to come up some, with something that is just as obscure, like keeled for a shark. Uh, but also <laughs> not super common. I don't know. Good job. It's a dual-keeled shark. Ditropus means it has two keels, um, which is the uh, the bottom line along the oh, the line that goes along the bottom of a boat. It's where we get the phrase keel hauling, which is where you take a person <laughs> attached to a rope and drag them underneath the boat so that they get cut up by all the barnacles and probably die. It's not Glad fun. We do not live in the age of sale. I would imagine. Um, let's sale. talk about what this guy looks like. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I used to be a big fan of um, a Wall Nation, and then I went back and listened to all the songs that I used to l listen to, and I was like, none of these are very good. So, you know, <laughs> I don't. I was. It might have just been a, f a weird phase. Um, all right, so let's talk about what the salmon shark looks like. Uh, it does not look like a salmon. 
Um, it looks like a mini great white. At least I think. Yeah, uh, that's has the a, reason I was originally drawn to it was because it looks like a stumpy little great white. Yeah, it has a thick football-shaped body with a short pointed snout. It's like sporty, but also buff. Um, <laughs> like Kevin Hart. Um, it has... <laughs> It has a dark gray back and a white belly, so it's countershaded, like a lot of sharks are, like the great white shark is. Uh, it has those large, dead, black eyes, like a doll's eyes, um, just like the great white. Its pectoral and dorsal fins are long and pointy, and all in all, it's a pretty intimidating-looking shark, uh, except for the fact that it is not anywhere near as big as a great white shark. So, how how big is it, Joe? Well, that's a good question. See, when you first look at it and you see how stumpy and football-shaped it is, and it, it looks like a miniature great white, you're like, oh, look at him. He's little. He's not little. It's just that great white sharks are very big. So, so big. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to the Beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, singing or making a sound like a shark does, whatever that is. The words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We do have a new measure up intro this week from what? Melissa. Noise. Interesting job having, old fan having Melissa from the archives. But not from the archives. She says, one more for your Glory Days archive. And she gives two um, two uh, suggestions for animals to do. We haven't done one of them, but we did do the other one. So I sent her the link to that. It is, she su suggested the hyena because the females have, oh, yes, we have interesting anatomical situations. Uh which we, also, we they can about, eat yeah. bones. They can also eat bones, and we, there's we, I won't say the other one that she suggested because I'm I put it on the list and we're gonna do it. Nice, thanks, Melissa. I want to hear this. Give it to okay, me. Okay, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Would you be so kind as to provide me with the precise measurements? Thank you. <laughs> An elegant measurement. <laughs> That's up. so nice. That's like I feel. I feel like you live above me in Mary Poppins' world. <laughs> Do you mean status-wise? No, like in their like their Kensington apartments, they have like they, like they have. There's people that live above and below them. There's like the captain or whatever. Ah. And he would always be like, excuse me, sir, do you have the time? And then he would shoot a cannon off because he's <laughs> the worst neighbor you could possibly have. <laughs> That's right. But uh, Melissa kindly requested the precise measure measurements. And then we precisely measure in ridiculous measurements. So thank you, Melissa, for... Um, the measure up intro and the suggestions. Uh, thank you. 
Yeah. I thought she was going to do and an polite. Oliver Twist. And like, please, too. sir, can I have some more? <laughs> yeah, sort of the same style. Only from a position of equality rather than subservience. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about length. Um, precisely, the measurements will be 200 and 260 centimeters or 6.6 to 8.6 feet. Okay. How many salmon sharks go into the depth of the deepest plant roots? Oh, boy. Here's a hint. The roots belong to the shepherd's tree, Bosicchia albitrunca, uh, albinaric, um, which is native to the Kalahari Desert in southern Africa. Root depth depends on their elevation and distance from the water table. In the saturated lowlands, roots remain shallow, but in the highlands, they extend until they reach moisture. In the Kalahari Desert. Um, I don't know. Goodness. Maybe it's... Uh, goodness. See, I want to say 500 feet, and then the answer is going to be like six miles. But like, all, like, oh, it reaches the Earth's core. That's where it gets all its sustenance. Um, but I could also say like a mile or something like that. And you're like, what are you talking about? It's like 20 feet. You dummy. <laughs> and then I'd be like, why are you so rude? So I'm going to go with 500 um, <laughs> feet. So 58 is my answer. 58 uh, shark, uh, salmon sharks worth of roots go into the shepherd tree. <laughs> final answer? Go for it. 58, yes, final answer. The correct answer is 26.7 sharks. Roots grow more than 70 oh. meters or 230 feet. Weak. <laughs> you did the thing that makes people like that's that makes it seem less interesting, but that's quite a long way for roots to go. You overshot. <laughs> Imagine if I had said a mile, that would have been crazy. A mile. <laughs> that's like when somebody comes to you. Like I sold my couch this weekend. Guess how much money I got for it. And you're like a million dollars. And like, no, it's like $75. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how you just sweep uh, someone's legs out from under them immediately. <laughs> Let's talk about weight. There are 220 kilograms or 485 pounds. How many of the heaviest king salmon, also called Chinooks, Go into the weight of a salmon shark. Here's a hint. The heaviest on record was caught in a commercial fishing trap in Alaska in 1949, which is quite interesting. You think like fish are just going to get bigger and bigger and we're going to catch bigger and bigger ones. But no, it's been a while. It's been many, many, many years. 
I don't know why we would think that fish are going to get bigger and bigger unless we've been feeding them steroids. Well, people get faster and faster in races and stronger and stronger in sports. So why can't fish get bigger? Because they're not training. <laughs> we get that. Well, that's their problem. Oh, man, we could go. I could go on a whole. We could go on a whole tangent about this. It's like, oh, the musicians are or are uh, faster now than they were before or like like uh, the the guitarists from the 50s can't hold a candle to the guitarists today like what's what's going on they still had guitars and people back then didn't they the standards just weren't very high <laughs> just like with salmon um i'm gonna say 24 24 salmon go into the weight of the salmon shark. I'm assuming this large salmon was 20 pounds, which is, I think, a lot for a fish. Or like a freshwater fish. But it's Tw also saltwater fish, so... You know. Tw 24 salmon to admit that I'm wrong. Final answer. Yes. The correct answer is 3.8 salmon. These are though this this fish is much bigger than I thought. <laughs> the largest Goodness one was gracious. 126 pounds. Goodness, that could like that could do damage to a grizzly bear. <laughs> the grizzlies is <laughs> up there and like waiting in the in the streams. Like, man, I hope one of these king salmon doesn't come up here and just end my like just. Put a real damper in my day. It's gonna like I'm. I can eat most of these, but the rest of them will break my arm. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, you're just sitting on the top of the the uh, waterfall, and then all of a sudden you get hit by a motorcycle. <laughs> it's, it's Captain America just flings a motorcycle <laughs> sized <laughs> salmon at your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quite light Goodness, motorcycle, but the image was funny. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta be you gotta choose your salmon carefully. That's like that's like Grizzly 101 as soon as you come out of hibernation. It's Grizzly 1101, <laughs> actually. Grizzly 1102 is how to how to get the honey. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for that. Do you have any quick facts before we get into the big fact? I do. So the salmon shark uh, has a range that uh, is mostly restricted to the upper Pacific Ocean from uh, China and Siberia all the way to the western U.S. Um, so they like the colder waters. They like the northern hemisphere over there. Uh, they are an apex predator in their habitat. They eat salmon, believe it or not, um, squid, herring, walleyes, and like kind of medium-sized fish, basically. Um, they also have something called homeothermy. No, I don't think this is part of your major fact, is it? New. Okay. Um, this allows it to regulate its body temperature. I believe 
we talked about this with the thresher shark. Um, but this was the major effect for that. Uh, most fish cannot do this. Uh, they are cold blooded, so their temperature is their blood temperature is regulated by the temperature of the water around them. Um, but th- uh, th- this has so I'm not going to really get into it because it's going to make me want to throw up. But it has to do with hot blood heating colder blood as it goes in and out from the gills, um, and that keeps its temperatures level. I refuse to go further, but it. Uh, this was a major fact, I think, at one that. point. I think it was the Thresher Sharks major, or no, or the Mako Sharks. Who's the Mako Sharks major, major fact? Mm. Not the Thresher Shark. The Thresher Shark has does the whip and nay nay. The Mako Shark has, is the hot blooded, hot blooded Latino. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than I, I'm gonna leave it at that because um, I want to leave the rest of the episode for the for the major fact because it's interessante speaking of latinos okay i'm calling the major fact omelets for babies oh uh, hey i every day <laughs> i i make myself an omelet and for the last like four months riley after she's finished her breakfast will waddle up to me and say up and I put her on my lap and she eats like a full third of my omelet. <laughs> so I've started making like more omelet and then just like kind of just setting it aside for her. I mean, it's the full thing with the cheese and the ham and the onions and everything. And she just gobbles that whole thing down. She's more in from my omelet than she does in a regular breakfast. And she has like crazy curly hobbit hair and she's very small. So she's just a hobbit because she eats second breakfast. <laughs> anyway, That's almost good. for babies. <laughs> Apropos. Um, although this is going to be not as wholesome as that. Um, but here we go. <laughs> like many sharks, salmon sharks are oviviparous, which is a fun word to spell, um, which means that they give birth to live young. Uh, but sharks don't have this. Isn't it oviviparous? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ovi. Ovi Just in case some v v ovo vivi paris. Unfortunately, sharks don't have sophisticated systems to nourish embryos in the womb, like mammals' umbilical cords and amniotic sacs. Uh, when the embryos hatch in the mother's womb, they need to survive. Uh, but what is there to eat when you're literally surrounded on all sides by shark? Uh, what you eat is shark caviar. Um, salmon sharks are oophagous. Oophagous. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that unborn embryos feed on ova. Um, they feed on eggs that's produced by their mother. So they grow a set of sharp teeth before they're even born, which is horrifying to be a mom with a set of set of chompers growing in in in, in your belly. Um, 
mm-hmm. which allows them to enjoy the eggs Benedict before exiting the womb. However, the Benedict goes from egg to Arnold when the womb gets crowded. Huh. <laughs> that is, is a, a fun thing. I that is a cumberbatch of jokes that I was not anticipating. <laughs> uh, the largest shark pups will grow their teeth first, which allows them to pick an unfair fight with their siblings. Before they're even born, salmon sharks go to war, eating the other embryos. But for whatever reason, they stop when there are two to five pups left. I'm assuming that's like by the time by the time they're done with this uh, civil war, the civilest of wars, um, they they're being born. So I I'm imagining that the thing that stops it is the exit, uh, the womb exit, the empty womb. Um, this is the. This is just what happened on Viltrum. It's just everybody started killing each other, and then and then it was just a bunch of super strong guys just looking at each other like, all right, all right, it's us. We're SEAL Team 6. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to go eat some SEALs. Yes. Although six of them. I think they don't eat SEALs. I don't think they eat man. There was a Shark Week thing, I think, where they were like, Hey, let's feed this uh let's feed this um salmon shark fish or ham and see which one it likes more and it liked the fish. So they were like they probably don't eat mammals. They probably don't eat mammals. So I guess they don't eat mammals. Yeah, but it's uh, a shark, based so on I'm the sure diet that I could find whatever. it. Yes. <laughs> It definitely looks like it eats mammals because it looks like a mini great white and great whites. Oh boy. Do they love seals? <laughs> a sign and seal of their hunger. Glorious. But, but, but that is all I've got really. Oh, phages. I, I thought when I read it, because I didn't get super into it, at first I thought that um they that the mother just produced extra eggs and then the existing um uh embryos would, would, would feed on, on just unfertilized eggs. I didn't realize that they would just that they would also eat the fertilized ones. That that's what I thought too, and that's what the Wikipedia page said. But then I saw that like a lot of sharks in this uh, in this in the family uh, eat like do this, and one of the sharks in the family is the sand shark, and they famously have embryonic fighting um, in the womb. And so I was like, "Do the salmon shark do this?" And they do. I looked it up. They do. Well, now I will be a little bit less. I'll I'll be a little bit more understanding and forgiving when Mason steals Riley's toy. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah, it definitely could be worse. They could be actually eating each other. It could. It could be. Oop, haggis. 
<laughs> Oops, all haggis. Yeah. <laughs> Most delicious Scottish cereal in the world. It's a good thing they didn't say there can only be one. Haggis? <laughs> no, there can only be two to five. Yeah, that is uh, that is brutal. And then the whole time the mom is like, I will turn this shark around if you guys do not calm down. <laughs> I don't know. I think shark would be like, yes, my children arise, champions, born of blood. <laughs> Dredged in the blood of their unborn siblings. <laughs> Oh my gosh. The strong will survive. Against all <laughs> that hell can conjure, we shall send unto them only you. Six. Five or six. <laughs> Legend has it when a single pup is born, it will be the chosen one. <laughs> it has been tempered in the Spartan fires of of conquest before no embryo stood against it swims <laughs> its arm never grew tired it killed all the day long <laughs> even an eight foot Egyptian yeah <clears throat> alright well on that uh, just charming note that was the salmon shark so for you out there in Podcastia, just keep swimming. Keep your stomach temperatures level. And remember that it's never too early to get a jump start on that sibling rivalry, like the salmon shark here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. podcast <laughs> fruits of labor